Hey, Gabriel Lake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? We're still in Palm Springs, but today we're sitting in the pool. Well, I'm not sitting. I'm just floating. We're floating. We're floating. And you will float too, Georgie. Uh, and what did we watch this time? So this was definitely my pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you should. Uh, this you is a better. French film from 1991 um, called uh, Tout le matin de Mouton. Don't look at me. All, all the mornings of the world. <laughs> it's a period piece from France. The film came out in 1991. Okay. And what is... Oh my god, is this was your pick. Why? Why did you pick this? So... I'll tell you this. You and I watched, not together, but we watched Triangle of Sadness. And um, both in the film and in the trailer is this amazing piece of classical music. I'm going to play it. Oh, you're going to play it. You're going to make it even harder. Do you remember this? It just it goes on for eight minutes. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And I fancy myself... Um, a lover of classical music, and when I heard this, oh my god, it's just good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard it in the trailer, and I thought, who is this? I looked it up. It's by this guy named Marin Marais, a French composer, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of him. And I was like, how the fuck? Don't haven't I heard of this guy? So I googled him a little bit, and this film came up, and it's apparently a film about his life. And I said, Jose, you have to watch it. <laughs> Without watching it first. I knew nothing about this okay. film besides it was about this guy. That's it. Okay. I didn't read a review. I knew nothing. One, one thing, and this is a bit more of a question, more about our friendship, more than actually about like your taste in cinema or anything, but it's that like when you actually think about, like, hey, I'm going to be like watching this movie, do you resort first to say that it's like, hey, let's just watch it. I need to make Jose watch this too. Well, with our podcast, there is no it's different because we yeah. we watch new cinema, we yeah. watch things we don't know about. So I knew that I could ask you to watch this without having watched it. We could both love it or hate I it. Hate it, yeah. But it's interested. different than when I'm like, hey, you haven't seen The Discreet Charm? We really need to watch that. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's a different thing. I was willing to roll the dice. I didn't know if this was good. I just wanted to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's completely fair. I mean, the reason what I'm asking that is because for me, I sometimes I think it that way. Say, I hear about this movie. And it's like, even if I don't know too much about it, I think that it's more enjoyable if we can actually discuss about it like right away afterwards. You know, after watching it. So, as this was your pick. <laughs> Jose, what was this movie about? Please tell me. <laughs> so, this movie is about Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> but he's not in two thirds of the movie. But it's about him. He's like the main narrator of the movie and he talks about his master. He's a viola player in the 17th century in France. And uh, this story goes about his master, how he, after his wife died, he decided to just like drop his previous lifestyle and just dedicate full-heartedly to music with his two daughters. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but he leads a very austere, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Austere yep. lifestyle. He creates his own instruments. He starts becoming like more and more popular because of how pure his music has become, how he added like one more string to the viola. Um, but so, he, so that guy's name is Monsieur de saint Colombe. Okay, that guy. Yeah, he's the master. Yeah, he's the master. And uh, one day, 
a really young and it's like hilariously pretty boy a 17 year old version oh. of Gerard Depardieu that is like this requires a very very high suspension of disbelief to but just like the all American was... version of the blonde guy yeah, with the yeah, super yeah, strong yeah. jawline but it was more about like so you're telling me that this is supposed to be John Gerard Depardieu <laughs> I'm sorry but this has to be some kind of contractual obligation by Gerard Depardieu about like hey you have to choose a handsome guy you know uh, but in any case he arrives there he's the uh, son of a, of a shoemaker but he has experience playing the viola and after a couple of masters they send him this way his way like this guy's way uh, because he's the best and he wants to learn from the best and one day end up playing for the king now the king already tried to recruit this master yeah and he Saint was Cologne. a bomb yeah he was a bomb this is like music is not for this I'm not here for entertaining art for the sake of art not art for the sake of kings correct yeah 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 yeah. Uh, and then the story like 30 more minutes where we actually see how this guy is never really trained by him but he's trained by his daughter that he has a crush on this guy one of the daughters well they have a romantic relationship well they end up having a romantic relationship after the master like kicks the the pupil the pupil out he's like the daughter is like no 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 no. I will teach you everything that I know that my father teach me and then he's like he becomes like the main Viola player for the king at the end, like the uh, I don't know how to even say, like the uh, director of the uh, symphony of the king's symphony. I don't know how to call it. So he becomes like super, super, super successful. The daughter, like uh, after he learns everything, I think it's a career. There are the party. He abandons the daughter. The daughter goes crazy. She commits suicide. When what was she sick with? I don't think I caught that. Heartbreak. It was just heartbreak. It was, it was one of they those like really mysterious did. 17th century illnesses where your face just gets like droopy and sad. And... Oh my god, there's this scene, I don't know if you call it, but it's like at least on the TV, but like pretty obvious, when uh, he orders for your party to come to see the daughter because she's about to die, and they are like waiting at night, and he doesn't come, and the daughter is like just walking back and forth, like <laughs> under the light, under the night, but it's like, it's not really night, it's a blue filter, like really obvious. I I hate them, but it's like she wears like makeup as she was like the kid from The Exorcist. Oh. <laughs> like very, very bad makeup about like, oh, you thought that people wouldn't realize about it because it's nighttime. They know it's terrible. Uh, we just watched um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and one of the most insulting things Joel says about Clementine, not to her face, is well, no, he says it to her face, is that. She just wants people to fuck her because that's the only way she can get people to like her. And that just kept going through my head when I watched this daughter because this character is so devoid of any detail. It's just like, she just loves this guy and wants to be fucked No, these characters are not designed to be understood as characters. They're not characters. They're characters. Yep. And poor ones at that. No, they're just like... They're just character in a renaissance painting, and I'm already going to be like jumping a bit into okay because the story continues and at the end is like the master like makes like the uh, popular understand like what is the real meaning of music and basically he's a depression for the rest of his life and that's it. Uh, now every single frame of this movie it could be a renaissance painting. Yep. It's beautiful. It's beautifully shot, incredibly. But I almost feel like all of these characters they have the same depth 
as 99% of these characters in a renaissance painting. That is, that you're a 2D thing that it has to be there. But I, you don't give me anything else about like who you truly are. So you and I, we try not to talk about the movies that we're going to review on the podcast outside of the podcast, because yep. then the best bits of our genius are lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I told you, I think today or yesterday, I was like, I don't understand the motivations of a single character in this film. I was like, these aren't real, like fully realized human beings. It's, it's like you said, it's like this is a painting stretched out over two hours. Yep. And as I told you, is it? With beautiful music, very beautiful. Beautiful music, and beautiful, beautiful cinematography. Imagery. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. The acting is not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily good either. No, it's. I, so when you ask me, was there anything artistic? I will not say the performances. <laughs> or descriptions, that's for sure. But the cinematography is incredible. But it's like I almost felt like, hey, would have enjoyed looking at, at a Renaissance painting for two hours? And the answer would be no. It's, 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 but would you have enjoyed it the same as watching this film? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe a tiny bit more, because he wouldn't talk to me, you know. I wouldn't be, like, confused about, like, okay, why? Why? Because I understand that the main characters are, like, the master is an asshole. Sure. You know, he's, like, just in grief for the loss of her, of his wife, and he actually, oh, I forgot to say that then at some point he starts seeing his dead wife ghost. Yeah, he starts to have some sort of mental illness, like not schizophrenia, but like he talks to himself and yeah, he sees visions. But at the same time, it's not that he's going crazy, it's that he's a little more of a coping mechanism, because we don't see at any point that the wife appears when other people is there. It's more like he commodes with music up to a point that he can start seeing his wife. Sure, (laughs) sure. I I believe you, but like I care so little about that guy. (laughs) Like, okay, whatever. He was a bitter bitch, and he didn't want to share his music. He realized he was wrong, and he died. Well, but the funny thing is that Gerard Depardieu character is not better at all. Oh no, they're all shitty people. Well, the uh, the daughter, the daughter is not. The daughters are fine, but they're a little. Well, they're empty, like women were written in the 90s. No, 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 it's not no fault of their own, but they're not yeah, treated yeah, yeah, the as like full like, humans. Yeah, clearly clearly the script is not too good, but also at the same time, the script didn't make any kind of effort for trying to portray these girls as something else besides a temptation from young girls. Yeah, just party, something yeah. that wanted to be fucked, and I say that super crudely, but yeah, that was the function of the women yep. in the story. So there's actually a sister, a younger sister, yep. who gets married and has five kids, and it's like, oh, so these are just like women that were meant to procreate or be well, it was 17th century. Yeah. It was also 1991 in France, <laughs> so I'm just saying they could have treated them <laughs> like humans, like Isabel Hooper. <laughs> they could have like at least wanted to be raped. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was not too much difference, honestly. Um, but yeah, I left I left the movie like completely empty, and I think that I sent you like the message immediately that dude, this movie it lasts less than two hours. It feels like I've been watching it for ten. You sent me that message, and I was grocery shopping at the time, and I was like, why the fuck is he watching this movie? I told him not to watch this movie. <laughs> I told you that I was going. <laughs> no, to no, watch it, I know, but I owe it to you. even after I watched it, and I we were gonna talk about it on the podcast, I was like. This is an experience Jose could skip and we would just be fine. Yeah, we'll be absolutely fine. No, I mean, it was interesting, and I have to say that at least from an aesthetic perspective, there is a lot of effort and love put into it. So your partner is an 
classically trained opera singer. Did you watch it with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but did I, he like he him? Like a, like a Jeez, singer, you know, so from that perspective, he was not paying as much attention. Okay. Sort of I wanted his expert opinion because my basic ass is like, nope. No, well, I mean, he explained some aspects. You know, he was saying, oh, you know, this is the Baroque instrument that he really likes Baroque music. So we were explaining, we were discussing a bit more about like why did the viola like, change so much, you know, from what we see here to the current instrument. You know? But you see, like I had that same curiosity, like why is this hermit in like rural France yeah. so worshipped, so important? Like I would have loved to have understand the the art of his playing, but the film didn't care about that in a way. It was just like, oh, he's an angry old man. That's it. I think that they care. They thought that it was more interesting to talk about him uh, as a character, you know, as a human being. When actually, it's not. It's not enough. That guy wasn't interesting. I mean, his grief was profound, and of course, that's something worthy of telling in stories. But I don't feel like the filmmakers got the grief across. I just no. I I, don't I mean, know. just think about Amadeus. Let's just put Amadeus here. You know, like another biopic of a composer. I say Amadeus makes you want to know more about the character. And, and, like, and, and he's did, jaded. He's like he's not perfect by any means. So did this film make you want to learn either more about Monsieur Saint Colombe or Marin Marais? No. Yeah, no. no. They made them the most boring characters in the world. Yeah. And even their music. Well, so I played you the music from that trailer. Yeah. I find it beautiful. They didn't play the interesting pieces in the film. They were like, maybe they didn't have the rights. This is in the public domain. This is like 200 years ago. They could have. I don't understand. I feel like this was a missed opportunity. I also discovered after I asked you to watch the film and after I watched it that um, this was like a. I'm going to say this wrong, but a César award favorite in France, like. Oh. France went insane about this film. It was like best cinematography. I think it was best film. Uh, a couple best actor awards, and I was like, no, France, but you're I mean, really good at film, not this yeah, one. But this is an award of basically like the like the Goya in Spain that they're a bit more like just focus on local cinema, sorry, like just French cinema, no? Yes, but I I don't know about the Goyas, but I've heard the César is like it's the Oscars of France, so it's somewhat respected. I know, I know the Oscars are. I mean, they yeah, did yeah, everything what I mean wrong. is like we say the same thing about the Goyas, and then we laugh. Okay, <laughs> so it's, it's not that respected. There, I mean, the, maybe the Césars are, you know, but it's like for me when I heard it in the past, it's like, oh, you know, they're like winning a Goya. For me, that's a tell me much because it's like the pool that you have is a reduced one. You are like fictionally reducing like what you consider cinema for giving this award. It's like, so oh, this speaking French, this so could be the it. crash of 1991. All right, so maybe that year was like the worst one. It was like Anus Horribilis for well, cinema in France. Well, let's be honest. You and I consume a shit ton of film, a shit ton of European films, and yeah. neither of us had ever even no. heard of this film. No, no, no. And I was surprised when you told me about it. It's like, okay, at least it has to be interesting. But I'm surprised that I didn't hear about a period piece about a musician right you me and your boyfriend should have known about this film and we didn't yeah. and it's because time forgot this film for as it should yes <laughs> for a very big reason uh yeah and i don't think that with what is happening right now with your other is going to be making a comeback anytime soon. well you're the one that told me today i only knew that he pissed on an airplane i didn't know that he's accused of rape yeah if, i i probably yeah. wouldn't have well, wanted to let's, watch let's this let's not go on record on this is that this is what 
I heard in the news while I was in Spain a couple of weeks it ago. It could be fake news. We don't yeah, know. I, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know that uh, they received the, uh, the uniform or whatever it's called, like the medal. So there's probably some... There is something. Yeah, there is <laughs> something's something. wrong. Yeah, and I think that Macron had like some kind of interesting declaration <laughs> a, couple, a couple of days ago. Um, but no, it left me like one of those movies that, it, you know, if we go over the questions I can tell you, I'm not going to remember this movie next week. <laughs> because there's nothing to remember. No? It's just about a bitter old man who doesn't want to teach a genius and refuses to recognize it. Did you like the part when they're playing the, uh, the viola? Because that's something that I was talking with my boyfriend while watching, and he was saying, "It's like, yeah, these people don't have like too good of a digitization, you know, like no. the position of the fingers." I was like, "I don't 100% correct." When I recognized this film was not about the characters, it was it was just like, "Hey, there's this bigger than life story we're gonna tell," except the story wasn't bigger than life. I was like, okay, well, they're going to focus on the quality of the music, of the yep. performances. Yep. And even that, I was like, you could have just, like, you could have shown the camera yeah. just on the hands of a professional viola player. Correct. And they didn't. They were like, nope, we're going to keep this with the actors who have never played a viola before. I've <laughs> never seen a viola. <laughs> no, but I, I was thinking in the, the piano player. Okay. You know, like the Adrian Bodry Polanski yeah. movie. And it's like, I remember that it's like when he's playing, like the camera is really well positioned, so you cannot see his his hands. He's just making like the movements, you know, but it's like then actually and when, when shows saw the hands, the hands it's like they have actually like a professional, like maestro, you know, like worldwide. I don't remember who it was, but it's like, I remember like checking it out and it's like, yeah, this is a song one of an incredible level, you know. In this case, it was more like, you didn't even, beautiful for you was more interesting about like just, putting them like full body like surrounded by other people and just pretending to play when it was clear that they were not really and what's weird is they had the budget they clearly had the budget to do this this was a period piece through and through the sets were insane the the horse-drawn carriages the costumes and they just didn't invest in the things that i thought they should have invested in if they were going to make this a worthwhile film yeah so So we go over the questions Well, we have to go. Same. Well, you already answered this. You would not watch this again. I, I don't think that I answered it well, but no, I won't. I would absolutely not watch it. In fact, I told you, because you hadn't seen it by the time we got to Palm Spring, okay. I said, don't bother. I was like, there's let's no need to... Nope, <laughs> let's just skip this. Uh, would you recommend this? No. Yeah, there's no there's no conversation where I'd be like... <gasps> Have you seen Tulematon du Jour? <laughs> Look, in a universe where you have a stuff like Amadeus out there. Yeah, there's no chance. <laughs> also, know, plug for Amadeus. Holy fuck, that's a good movie. Well, Amadeus is three hours long and it feels like insane. 90 minutes, you know, because it's like super, like the pace is really good. And you know that I'm not a period pace, like, lover, but it's like all of the depiction of uh, his pride. You know? No, it's not pride. It's a Vienna. Uh, it's Vienna. Vienna. Sorry. Uh, it's amazing. Is that they, they apply, like, the budget in the right way. The music is amazingly used. That's interesting because Amadeus came out in 84, this came out in 91, and and I think Barry Lyndon came out in 89, so this was that like 80s phase of period pieces where they they just hopped on at the tail end. (laughs) 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 Instead of going off with the body, they went with a fart. Yeah, no. I would also not recommend this ever. Um, Will you remember this? Nope. 
as I told you next week, as soon as I land back in Chicago, I think that I'm going to remember everything about this movie. So I'm actually going to say yes because all there is to remember is bitchy old guy refuses to teach man who gets his festival and then accepts him. So if someone asks you, if I ask you a year from now and I ask you only this, don't look at, don't don't look it up. But it's like what was all of the mornings of the world about? I would think, I would think I'll remember that it was that awful old man that wouldn't okay. teach Marin Marin. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. You maybe, you may have. Like, That's the memory. entire story after two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like I don't think that even that title would actually just like make me or something. Oh no, no, I have no connection to the title. And like the little facts, like uh, Marin Marin actually gifts these beautiful shoes to the daughter. Yeah. After he becomes successful, she refuses to accept them, but then she hangs herself with the ribbons from the shoes like I'm not gonna remember any of that shit and it's not interesting yeah. so there's no need to yeah okay so um, I will not remember well I said yes because it's very simple but yep. maybe I'll forget <laughs> is there anything artistic about this film yes there is what yes there is I mean I told you that is like the composition of the phrase is that it's a fucking renaissance painting every single frame there is merit to that that part is cinematography I think that they made it's just ridiculous because my boyfriend and I we were watching it at the beginning we were like oh that looks like a renaissance painting oh that looks like a renaissance painting oh my god all the fucking movie looks like a renaissance painting I that agree with you but my answer is going to be no because when I think about this film nothing like jumps out as artistic you're right the framing is great but it's not enough for me to call this an artistic right. film i'm just trying to be fair i just say yeah i, I I'm just saying that like, i'm not going to be like letting my overall this is not good to trump that i got okay so is this a timeless piece it's a timeless piece of seeds yes it, it will be boring in any time all right that's any yes. time so that's yes it's yes. timeless for me yeah i mean it's a period piece there's no technology it, it tries to address timeless themes. It fails, but yeah, I would call it timeless. Yeah. Would you would you turn this into a TV show? Never, <laughs> never. I will never do that. No, I would not either. There's not. There wasn't even enough for two hours of cinema. Um. <laughs> but there we there they were. Could this have been a short? And this was this was almost two hours. It was like an hour 50, right? Yeah, yeah, it was almost two hours. If you don't have an answer, I do. I'm going to go... I wish that it had been a sword, but... I think that if you were to tell this story... It needs to be more than, uh, than an hour. It could be better told, you know? But I think that it's like at least like the story points that you're trying to... So they require more than an hour. So my answer is yes. And I feel like this could have been a super, super tight uh, music-influenced 20-minute short. Like, if they played that beautiful piece from The Triangle of Sadness, if they had, like, made music the uh, the pace of the, of the story, mm -hmm. you could fold everything from, like, wanting to study with this guy and then not being able to, and then falling in love with the daughter, and then going off to the king, and then coming back at the end of the guy's life. You could have done this in 20 minutes, and it could have been more impactful. I used to think that you would need more than an hour, but I respect it. 
All right. Do you think this movie could have been better? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. That is clear duties and just give it to someone else. And give it to other actors. Like, well, everyone but Gerard Depardieu did fine acting, but the script did not give anything interesting at all for these actors to do. Yeah, yeah. I would say I like the uh, like the master. I think that he did yeah, okay. He was a tormentor, beater, all man. But again, we should have known more about him, his relationship with his wife. Why was it so traumatic? Yeah. I just needed a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was not like properly developed. So it was hard to sympathize. All right, so there's. <laughs> Now we just have to score it. Uh, this is going to be tough because the last three films we rated very highly. <laughs> well, we have to balance these out. <laughs> we do. This is an experimented film. We played with the medium. This yeah. was a failure. Uh, so you have to score. I don't score think that first. this was experimental in any way. No, this was experimental for us. Oh, we for don't us. like period pieces. We don't like films we haven't heard yeah, yeah, yeah. of. Well, you have a tolerance for period pieces. I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do not. I think that this is a failure in many levels. But I want to be clear: we disagree with the period pieces because for me, the last Tarantino film is a period piece, and for you, it's not. Was you... it about the Incredibles? Yeah. Okay. I think any. Well, it doesn't matter. We have different definitions of period pieces. Okay. Right. So you usually understand that it's a bit more like whatever is made from decades from the past. Yeah, it's just a time that looks different than ours. Okay, but you have to force it. For me, yeah, that's it. But it has to be like at least a span of 80 years. It has to be like pre-World War II. So again, World War films are not period pieces for you. No, I just want no, to be no, no. clear that we're defining. Yeah, World War II, they're not. World War One, yeah. So it's like the 1930s. <laughs> that's supposed to be exactly. cut off. It's okay. Like the cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't moved much, you know. But it's like it's a it's a century basically. Yeah, no, I agree. So a tournament is a period piece because it's World, World War One. Correct. <laughs> so Downton Abbey period piece, totally period fine. Piece. <laughs> But in the third season, when they get to World War Two, it's yeah, no longer no, period piece. No, 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 no. <laughs> Now it's contemporary. <laughs> okay, so Jose, this was my pick. You have to score one to ten. Uh, one to ten. Wow, so many options. Uh, as I was saying, it's like I don't think that this succeeds in anything interesting, you know. And I don't even know if there is like something interesting to be done here, you know. There's, there's not. I, I don't. Well, think but so. what I mean is like a, there are sometimes that we see stuff, everything that is like, hey, look, this didn't succeed, but there is like something here that you could have rethought it, you know, in a different way to actually come up with something interesting. In this case, I walk away like, like I don't want to know more about this, and even like what I learn is not interesting. It's like it's sort of buying a space in my mind. So from that perspective, I feel like it was a waste of my time. I will give it a 4.5 because I like it. <laughs> the framing, like the cinematography, I thought that it was interesting. So I was going back and forth between a 4.5 and a 5, and I'm going with 4.5. It's it's sad because. Technically, it's a fine film. For me, it's the story. There's nothing interesting about the story. Nothing. The characters aren't interesting. The music's not not interesting. So, it's less than a mediocre film. Yeah. Because it doesn't even have the promise yep. of being a better film. Not <laughs> even the promise of being better. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. Okay. Uh, anything else to say about? 
No, just I really wouldn't recommend this to anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't away. watch it. <laughs> I mean, you're not. No, just. Yeah, do better. Do something better. With your yeah. Life. There has to be, you know, like do drugs. It's fine, you know. Right. Yeah. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Grow into a better person. Uh, but yeah, so this was your pick. So I'm picking Nest, and I'm going back to Jorgos uh, Lanthimos. And we're Which Jorgos Lanthimos? Like the most recent one. We're going to be watching... The second most recent. Well, we're going to be watching... Oh, okay. Yeah? No? Yeah, yeah, no. I thought we were going to a different one, but... Well, I mean, we can go yeah. to a different one. I mean, just to, to, to be completely like pulling the curtain, it's like we may have watched one of us, <laughs> <laughs> you know? The Killing of the Sacred Deer, yeah, which yeah, yeah. we've both seen. I just haven't seen recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to be like, discussing for things as we actually went to the cinema. Like, in Palm Springs. Thing, like, in Palm Springs to watch it. All right. Yeah. All right. More uh, to come. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for what? No, I said more to come. Oh, ah, okay. I thought that you were saying like you're welcome about all the mornings of the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.